One, two, three, four, five. Throwing into traffic on the sideline. They're going to rule it a catch by Manningham. Wide open Tyree, who makes the down. In the wise words of Johnny Drama. Yeah! Victory! All right. Another victory. Row One Sports Podcast. Back at it again. Giants versus Redskins. Uh, pretty dominating win. Love to see it. 24-3. Giants improve to a 2-2, two and two, 500 schedule. It's nice to be here. It's nice. Second place in the NFC East. Yeah, kind of, though. Right where we thought we were going to be in the beginning of the season. Uh, So let's get into another exciting, victorious podcast podcast of Row One Sports. Obviously sponsored to you today by the Drip Kit, Never Fit In. Always Always stand stand out. out. And uh, let's get into some news and notes that happened post-game. Giants are going to cut Benny Fowler, going to cut TJ Jones. Uh, going to do that because we're going to obviously activate Golden Tate, who are excited to get back for Week Five. Yeah, they uh, they also they signed Chris Peace from the Chargers. Um, I guess a linebacker, but don't know too much about him. I'm sure he won't have a huge role on the team, but we'll see. And can I'd like you to help me pronounce the last guy? I'm going to give it a I'm going to give it a go. Okay. All right, I'm going to go with Josephia Tefeo. <laughs> what do you? Th- I mean, how is that? <laughs> Why don't you try it for I the fans? Let me hear. It. I would say. Joseph Jofia Tafiefo. Really? That's, that, that's a bad one. Jewish guy? I don't know. I doubt it. However, you're gonna pronounce his name. Uh, he's gonna have a role because we're so freaking thin at linebacker. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I expect him to to play a decent amount of snaps. He played pretty well in the preseason. Yeah, we'll see. Speaking of thin at linebacker, uh, our starting inside linebacker, like you guys heard, uh, Ryan Connolly, he was diagnosed with a torn ACL, so he's gonna be out for the year. Uh, it sucks. He was playing well. Two interceptions um, in the first uh, two game in the first four games, but he was just playing well for us, flying around the field, making plays. He's going to be out for the season, so it's looking like hopefully we'll get Tay Davis and Ogletree back this week, and that's going to be our starting linebackers, inside linebackers going yeah, I'm, forward. I'm actually really pissed about this injury. He was playing phenomenal. Energy, like he has that he energy. He came out of nowhere. He yeah. really wasn't even doing anything too special. Spe- uh, Fifth round the, pick out of Wisconsin. The preseason, and just as soon as the game started to matter, he just turned it on. He looked like he was on every tackle yeah sacks picks energy guy and he's definitely going to be a piece of the defense going forward once he gets healthy next year another great find by Gettleman credit to Gettleman for finding these guys in the fifth round yeah def- definitely uh wishing Ryan Connolly a speedy recovery he's a he's a he's over here he's he really a, he really reminded me of like an Antonio Pierce like premature a, premature round guy but he was just doing it all for the team energy guy New York guy too so we, we want a New York guy to get healthy yeah, as soon as he possible gets better um He's um, going to be good. We're excited about him. Yeah, so uh, Grant Haley, he's getting beat pretty bad. I think you had the stats up. He was he let up seven catches for how many yards? nine targets, seven receptions, all at Haley for 89 yards. Wow. And just a quick note, we like to go into a little bit of negatives and 
before we go into the positives on where we could improve, there wasn't too many negatives since we pretty much dominated a team for the first time and since I could remember. No, it must be 15 years. I mean, we were at the game. I felt like the drive home was longer than the game. I think, no, it actually might have been. Did, did you take, see what was going us, on in the Lincoln Tunnel? It took us three hours to get home from the game. But when you win, it what the matter. hell does it matter? No. Right? It doesn't matter. So, yeah, I guess the only negative on the defense would be Grant Haley. They went at him twice. Two deep balls that probably could have been completed. Quarter break there, but you know what? I that, mean, Case Keenum, let me tell you. Can we talk about Case Keenum for about 15 seconds? Sure. Might be the worst quarterback second, I've ever seen. Second. Who's first? Oh, goodness. He stinks, no? He's horrible. Oh, my God. But you wanted him. You wanted us to draft and him. And, yep, once again, as I've, as I've stated on this podcast, I wanted Dwayne Haskins, yeah. and I am retarded, <laughs> and he sucks. Okay, well, Grant Haley, uh, negative. Yeah. Obviously, we're not him. Going to have to share that up. Uh, but as far as negatives go, not really too much. I'd like to see the offensive line play a little bit better. Feels yeah, like he was under duress a little bit. He's under a little bit of duress, even though the majority of the time he's rolling out of the pocket, trying to create more time for himself, um, changing the throwing points, things like that. Uh, but definitely want to see the, the offensive line get back to that preseason form and they were just dominating guys. Yeah, I agree. Also, um, before we hop into the positives, the running backs fumbled twice. So listen, yeah. you know Saquon, he's... He hasn't fumbled since uh, since he was a baby. He yeah. didn't even he didn't even drop a sippy cup, <laughs> no, he didn't. right? I don't even think he ever dropped a sippy cup. So no. um, two fumbles out of the guys. Uh, I think uh, John Hilleman fumbled on the on the one or two yard lines. Yeah. That kind of hurts yeah. us. But you know, once Saquon gets back, hopefully the next two, three, four weeks or so, yeah. those fumbles will probably go away. So yeah, just to recap the negatives. I mean, obviously we just finished the first quarter of the football season. Um, and obviously not everything's going to be perfect. Yeah, We're course. not a perfect football team. We're nope. still meshing. Far from it. Uh, but it was just nice to see a full, full team dominant victory. Of course. You said we finished the first uh, quarter of the season. And right now as a Giants fan, you're 2-2 two and two with a big game on Sunday. You got to be pretty happy, no? 2-2 two and two and trending upward. Oh, absolutely. You know? The Giants have a little bit of momentum right now. We haven't had that in a, in a long time. And we're 2-0 and in the new Danny Dimes era. Yeah. I mean, the, the momentum's through the roof. We felt it at the stadium. Yep. And we said it before going to the game. Like, what, is the, what are the chances we just blow this team out by 25? And we were like, please. No, and it was just an honestly an easy, easy, easy victory. Sunday. Yeah. And it was, it was peaceful. The, the, the fans were all together. Uh, and it was just a nice... Nice Sunday, relax. Nice and easy. Nice we were in the city Saturday night. We were doing our thing. Yeah. And then that's it. The Redskins, it. listen, they're a bad football team. I think the Redskins were in the city, too. It looked like they didn't even show up. But I don't like that. I don't like when people downgrade what the Giants did just because of the talent. They're they NFL played. teams. It doesn't matter. They're NFL teams. Anything could happen any, any given Sunday. That's exactly The Redskins played the, their two first games really tough. They played the Cowboys tough, and they played the Redskins. The, and they played what the about Eagles the Eagles? Tough. They were up 17 nothing on the Eagles in Philly. And not to mention that the Buccaneers dropped 55 points when everybody was bashing their defense. I'll take a nice W, huh? Anyway, let's not worry about... Why don't, what, we, why don't we hop into a few positives? Um, De- I want to start with Dexter Lawrence. I, we were just watching a little bit of the coach's tape before before we started the podcast. Shermer sent it and he sent me a text. Yeah, he sent it to me. Well, Mike Shuler, remember, he doesn't get nothing, so he'll <laughs> no. send it right to us. Um, Dexter Lawrence is a monster. Monster. He is a monster. I believe he had a sack. Yes. He, he, had a, he did have a sack, Half right? a sack. Him and Conley. He creates a ton of pressure. I, I, I don't let me retract that. He creates pressure, yeah. and he he is hopefully going to really turn into that to that really dominant interior defensive lineman that the Giants drafted him at number seventeen to be. Yep, 
unbelievably impressed. Like I was locked Athletic, in. On, man. I was locked in on Dexter Lawrence. Me too. Certain plays I wasn't watching the game. I was just watching what he was doing. And he, he's really a problem. He's ferocious, man. I mean, he was going against Eric Flowers, which is hilarious. Well, no, not necessarily because he pl- he plays on the inside. Nah, because he plays on the inside, so he's <clears throat> he'll be more focused. Yeah, I guess. I mean, the guard, the center, yeah. but. But I mean, he just he just creates a ton of uh, a ton of havoc uh, on the in the interior. Yeah. So Pro Football Focus, he's ranked right now fourth among the full every single rookie in the league, offense and defense. He's he's playing really well. Yeah. Like we mentioned with Dexter Lawrence, his stats aren't going to necessarily show up on the stats. And they don't have to. But he's going to be a huge impact for the team going forward. Glad to see that we finally got his rotation up to where it needs to be. Yeah. Um, he, he was he, he was he, coming off the field. Yeah, he, no, no, he. He was up there with snaps. I'm not sure if he was first on the defense, but he was playing a ton. Yeah. Um, also, Dalvin Tomlinson had a half a sack. Wow. I mean, he was he got a sack. He, he hit his chest. He I thought do. he was gonna be out for the season. He didn't know. He, he didn't did. even. Know, he doesn't even have a sack dance. He never even considered getting a sack. So he's like, eh, I figured I don't need a sack dance. He had a sack. B.J. Hill played pretty well. Yeah, a bunch of plays on the run he made. B.J. Yeah, Hill made had, two back-to-back plays. I remember on yeah, Adrian Peterson. He had three total tackles, a tackle for loss. But B.J. Hill, I heard his name a little more, and that was good to yeah. good to hear. And the defensive line continuing to mesh. I mean, it's obviously gonna start up, up front with them. Of course, but it's, the most important, you know, where it's at. Is those edge rushers in the three four? And let's talk about Marcus Golden. Let me Marcus Golden right now is is, is earning his money, man. He's 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 second in the league with nine total pressures so far, um, behind Shaq Barrett, who I think has three hundred sacks he right has now. Nine sacks. Could you believe he's that? On pace for what's that? I think 30, three million. That'd be thirty six sacks. Could you imagine? I mean, it's not going to happen. No. But uh, it's actually funny. The Gettleman had his eye on Shaq Barrett, too, yeah. this offseason, and we ended up getting Marcus Golden, not to mention the two guys that he targeted in free agents, one and two in sacks. I don't know if that's any indication mm. of what you think of Dave Gettleman, <laughs> but just a note. Opposite Marcus Golden, let's touch on Lorenzo Carter, continuing to get better. So yeah. we'll get to the passer a few times. Still not getting the sacks, but listen. Yeah, only two tackles for Carter, but he's creating some pressure. I remember Carter's very long. Uh, hopefully, he's going to start getting his hands on some balls. You know, making making plays on that uh, on that D line. Um, X Men. X Men. Two sacks so in four games so far. X Men looks pretty good. He's he's third amongst defensive rookies in sacks with two. Okay. Um, behind, I believe there's uh, Josh Allen. I think has two as well. But um, there's somebody in front of him. I forget who it is. But X Men's playing pretty well as a third round pick. Out of Old Dominion, like... These guys that, that are on the field with us right now, I mean, they're fast, they're athletic, they're hungry guys. Yeah. And we knew that it was going to be a process. I mean, the last six quarters, this defense given up six points. Yeah. We're hot right now, we're playing off each other, and it's like the ultimate team game right now on defense. Nobody's doing anything over the top. Um, we saw Jack Rabbit have probably one of the worst games you could have as a corner, but to me, it was even more impressive what he did coming off that game and he dominated speaking of jackrabbit is he your drip kit player of the week jackrabbit will get my award as a drip kit player of the week not only for his statistics and what he did but just the aura and the demeanor that it took him he had like some swag he got his swag he didn't care what anybody said all week they said we should trade him get rid of him what is this guy doing on the team yeah comes out locks up his guy Two interceptions, and he forced the first interception on Connolly, which was all Jackrabbit. Yeah. Dominated, and it was just nice to see him that, as, as a leader 
take accountability for what he did last week and, and ball out. And that really rubs off on the other corners on the team. You see DeAndre Baker sees, you know what, you had a bad game, you step back up with two picks and you make great plays for your football team. Exactly, that's where the leadership comes My in. My drip kit player of the week, and there's a reason why I'm giving it to Evan Ingram and I'm going to tell you, you told me before that you watched the Sight and Sounds and if you guys haven't watched that yet, hit up YouTube, type in New York Giants Sights and Sounds app. or the Giants we'll app. Yeah, put it on our Twitter. Absolutely. And Evan Ingram is becoming a, a clear leader on this team, in my opinion. Yep. And I, I think, I don't know how many, what, what was his stats? Evan Ingram had four catches, 54 yards on seven targets. He didn't go nuts, but like he's been going. But, I mean, he, he, shook, a, he shook those linebackers bad. He ran over Landon Collins on a play. Yeah, Landon Collins looked silly all game. He really did, and it was nice to see, honestly. Um, especially, you know what, speaking of nice to see, it was nice to see Landon Collins get destroyed and Jabril Pepper step up right in his place. You saw that scuffle at the end of the game. What was going yeah, on with we, that? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, Landon must have been pissed. Tempers were flying. Flowers said a bunch of bad things about the Giants. Landon Collins isn't happy with with the Giants organization. Yeah. I mean, it's it sucks. I mean, he essentially got fired. We the way we handled it should it have was it handled correctly? I don't know. Was it why? But at the end of the day, we're not paying Landon Collins. Who you see is it. Is an over- he has clear deficiencies. Yeah, clear. you're not paying him that that big dollar amount when there was so many holes in the defense that looks like we're in the direction of filling. And and look where the the Redskins could have used that 14, 15 million dollars. Like look how bad that team I mean, is. You, you saw it a million miles away that that was a Redskins signing. Yeah, I, I guess know? so. Um, DeAndre Baker, let me tell you, stepped up the last few games. Yeah, I mean, I, he's he, he's let up five catches for thirty five yards in the last two games. For sure. I mean. You gotta like that. You gotta like how Jack Rabbit's coming back. You gotta like how DeAndre Baker kind of responded to playing really bad the first two weeks. I think the corner situation is maybe yeah. a little better than the than everyone thought a few weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, like we said, there was no reason to panic after the first two games. I yeah. Mean, it, this team, there's so many moving parts still going on. I know we won two games in a row. And we look pretty good right now, but there's still a lot of things that got to go into this long-term plan, even Absolutely. this season. So to, to get too excited about what happened the first two weeks, I think that's too premature. Uh, will DeAndre Baker continue to play well? I hope so. I mean, as a you rookie corner, I, I still think he should expect some sort of mistakes. And Listen, there's no, different, and there's no difference between a rookie corner and a rookie quarter, but like they're, they're rookies. Yeah. There's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be good plays. There's going to be bad plays. And especially as a corner and even as a quarterback, you got to you gotta have a short memory. And it seems like Baker has that. It seems like uh, clearly Daniel Jones has that Yeah. Uh, after those two picks that he threw. Yep. So it, it's good to see that the rookies are, you know, kind of are making sure that that they're forgetting the bad plays and just looking looking on to the next play. I'll tell you who's not a rookie on the defense, Jabril Peppers. Wow. wow. What a game, man. What a game, what a game. I uh, mean, started with the pressure that he was bringing early on. I mean, he's clearly a presence in the run game. And obviously the pick six, he, he really couldn't have played a better game as a safety. I mean, he broke, had the pass breakup in the end zone right next to us. Yep, yep. And... He's the clear voice and leadership of the back end of the defense. You saw him, Shermer, after he gave his speech, said, where's 21? Like, break us down. Got the team hyped. We got a, we got a lot of love on that tweet we sent out, man. 117. Like, I don't want to brag. I think that but was shout out to uh, Scooch. Scooch, yeah. Scooch had something. I think I, I, I uh, commented or quoted it. And everyone just kind of blew that tweet up. So that was pretty cool. Um, Peppers, six tackles, three solo uh, two passes, defense, and a touchdown. Can't really. I mean, I mean, the things that Gettleman put on play for that one game was crazy. I mean, Dexter, Dexter Lawrence, Lawrence, Jabril Peppers, Daniel Jones, O'Shea Nemenez. Crazy. Um, but the fact that he got rid of 
<laughs> Landon Collins who got nothing. burned. And Odell, there was a point in the in on Sunday where Jabril Purpose had more catches than Odell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the only thing that J- Odell caught, uh, caught uh, Sunday was was some hands from Marlon Humphreys because Marlon, did you see? I did you happen to see that? They choked Odell. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. I thought they were on a wrestling team. <laughs> I was. I don't miss. Opposing corner, but Odell threw the first punch. You saw that. Yes. So I mean, yes. we're used to that. So it's nice to see him kind of getting a can of whoop ass from someone yeah. else. But back to the Giants, just to round out the defensive overview and recap of the game. This is a complete team defense. Nobody. We don't have no dominant players. No dominant DNs. No. We don't have Michael Strahan. We don't have Justin Tuck. OCU Minor. These guys aren't coming out of the field this year. Yeah. But. If we continue to mesh off each other, play off the energy that's going on, started by Daniel Jones, and Betcher, he's no complaints in the last two games. I mean, he's pretty much pitching a shutout since the second half of the Bucks game. The Giants have let up six points since the second half of the Bucks game. I mean, you got to be pretty happy about that, no? And don't give me the fact that we've played subcaliber teams because that's how teams get better. Look they at build, Dallas. Look at the Dallas. Is three, it was 3-1. and one. Look who they played. Exactly. I mean, come on. Patriots, I mean... They don't play anybody. No. You play who's on the schedule. They play the Jets. And you take care of business accordingly. Of course. If the Giants played the Redskins and they won 14 to 10, I would say, okay, I understand. We didn't, But we dominated. Dominated. Them. They barely crossed midfield yeah, the majority were, of the game. They're horrible. Every single time they, they came downfield, it was pretty much a turnover or a yeah, punt. Something. By the way, their punter's the best player because we saw him. I think the punter, he might be the best player. He might be Did one of the best. punt? Riley Dixon went. No, they sent him home. They just, <laughs> they like just sent him home. Um, yeah, no, they're. I, what's the Redskins punter name? Do you know? Tressway. He's really good. Oh my goodness! Was, by the way, I guess TJ Jones' the reason why he's finding himself on the couch today is because he couldn't feel punts. Yeah, he left forward. his hands at home. Um, I want. I would like to see either Jabril Peppers or Golden Tate take care of that duty. And I think. I think. Trust both of them. I think we will. Um, speaking of Golden Tate. Golden Tate was activated today. Um, they did cut T.J. Jones, and they cut Benny Fowler. Benny Fowler, which was kind of upsetting to see. But I'll be honest, I was never a huge fan of Benny Fowler. To me, he seems kind of slow, um, not a great route runner, kind of drops balls sometimes. Yeah. So I'm not, I wasn't too upset to see him go. He was a team guy. The guys liked him. Yeah. But um, the Giants only have five active receivers. Five great receivers, though. That can great. all do five different things. Can we retract again? I'm telling you. St- all right. Before we get into the offense, the things that Sterling Shepard has been doing, yeah. it's he's unbelievable. Honestly, probably my favorite player on the he's team. The most com- he's got to be one of the most complete NFL players in the league. I mean, the guy's been over 100 yards a bunch of times. We're giving him plays in the backfield. He's running the ball behind Jet behind sweeps, yep. He's blocking like no other, and yep. his energy is unmatched on the team. Leader, absolutely. And the guys love him. that Sterling Shepard has been doing this year has been unbelievable. Um, and like we said, no one's gonna fill. No one guy's gonna fill in for Odell. Dude, the thing is with that. Did you see how easy it was for the Giants to pay Sterling Shepard? I mean, he as a it. he does deserve it, and Odell deserved it too. But there was just so much stuff and so much off the field issues with Odell, and right and the Giants knew right away. Sterling Shepard, that's a giant. That's our guy, and we're gonna pay him right away, no questions asked. That's exactly what they did, and it's paying off for him. Yep, so uh, going on, on on the offensive side of the ball, which is great. We're, we're crushing it on offense. The offense yeah. looks way more scary did this I, year. Did you think you were going to say that? The I Giants agree. are crushing it on offense. They're crushing it. We're I agree. 24 points this week, and we scored 32 points last week. We should have even scored 30. We should have had 31 right. this if week. Hilliman, it, we don't even have Saquon Barkley or, or Golden Tate. Jeez. The offense is averaging a drop over 400 yards per game. That's sixth in the league. Whether those you buy those stats or not, our third down efficiency is is up there with the best. Yeah. And right now, there's a handful of quarterbacks in the NFL that aren't playing as well as Daniel Jones. 
Oh, oh plenty. One of them. I mean, before we get into the Vikings, which we'll get into the Vikings, um, we spoke about Shep. I want to speak about Evan Ingram. Yeah. Um, like I said, those sights and sounds. Uh, Ingram was also mic'd up, too, so yeah. there's a separate video that you guys can watch. We'll actually post that for you guys. Um, Ingram looks... He's taken his game to another level. another level. I mean, you can't even you can't even Evan Ingram was good last year and he was I think he's probably even better his rookie year than he was last year. But he was hurt. He was hurt last year. But he's taken his game to another level. He's a. I mean, he's having a way better year than like Ertz and Kittle. He's second second in receiving. And his targets are up. Um, It's clear and obvious. No linebacker in the league can stay with him. It's even tough for safeties to stay with him with that four four speed. Um, He hasn't dropped. Has he even dropped the ball this year? I mean, those crossing routes are deadly. All you got to do is just Just, yeah, just watch one of the first episodes. We we said this was going to happen. Post OBJ, yeah, the guy's a matchup nightmare, and even Ryan Kerrigan said it in the sights. He said you're great. He's you're like, you got good at blocking. He's like, yeah, Thanks, I'm trying, man. man. Thanks, man. I mean, his blocking is improving. Yeah, and it's clear that he's the leader, uh, maybe of this offense. Him and Chef definitely in the tight ends room. In the op- in the absence of Saquon, yeah. and seems like there's no signs of slowing down for Evan Ingram. Love it. Keep going. Let's get him to 1,200 yards. Oh yeah, I remember uh, Malik. Actually, our buddy uh, from yeah. from high school hit us up. He's like, "You think uh, Ingram could get 65, se- 65 70 catches, eight hundred yards, nine touchdowns? Oh my, he's on pace for like twelve hundred yards, nine, eight touchdowns. He's gonna he's gonna kill those numbers. So yeah, that's really we're really excited. We called it, yeah. um, and I'm glad it's coming uh, coming to life. Um, Darius Slayton, love Slayton. I love Slayton too. I wish the Giants would have taken some more shots to him downfield. I was trying to call it all game. Yeah. They just never really came. Um, I guess whether that was good defense over the top, which I doubt because considering the Reds can stink. But um, I'd like to see the Giants take one or two shots to Slayton a game. He's a burner, man. You got to you got to give him uh, give him those looks. Obviously, Slayton and Danny Dimes came in same draft class. It's clear the connection that they have. Yeah, it seems like almost every time Slayton's in the game. Well, they worked a lot together in camp. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Slayton was out with that hamstring. They're locked group. in on each other, and as Slayton's probably the fifth guy on the on the team uh, receiver wise. So we got Shep going into next week. Yep. Tate, Platts, Slayton, Slayton, and. and Missing one more. Um, good question. Well, they cut Fowler. Cut Fowler. Well, they usually use Ingram as more of a. I guess there is one more, but I forget who it is. Anyway, not, not a big point. deal. We'll uh, we'll round out the receiver room with those guys, and just giving Danny Dimes a tremendous amount of weapons. The offense right now, for the future, you're looking at Danny Dimes, Saquon Barkley, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, Darius Slate, probably, and for the short term, Golden Tate. Who knows what he's going to bring when you get back? But what do you expect from Golden Tate? I, I mean, I don't see any reason. I, Tate was actually in California training with Melvin Gordon, San believe Diego. it or not. Uh, San Diego, excuse me. Uh, well, and yeah. But either way, they were training together um, in the uh, while they were both holding out and while Tate was suspended. And Tate looks good, man. I mean, I don't, I don't expect a- any different production than the, than he had in, in Detroit. I mean, Golden Tate's he's he's been a Pro Bowler. He's the the yak king, like we yep. like we said he was, and I think Golden Tate's going to come in right away, and he's going to be a great compliment to Shep. I expect Daniel Jones to love. I know they have a great connection. Jones threw plenty of nice balls. I mean, yep. Tate ended up having a lot of um, preseason snaps because he wasn't going to play, but you know Jones threw a lot of nice nice balls. He threw a back shoulder. Remember that uh, that yep. fade that he threw to a yeah, back shoulder? Yeah, really nice play. So I expect a ton from Tate. I think he's going to be a really good player for us. Tate came in today. Uh, he's the first guy in the building. He's got fresh legs. Yeah. Um, and I expect to utilize him as how he's been utilized his whole career, which is a, a, a very, very, very successful third-down receiver. 
yards after the catch, yeah. and he could really beat you in a, in a numerous amount of ways. Yeah, I mean, even with the end of rounds, he's a fast, he's a fast guy, a smaller guy, kind of like Shep, but yeah. he's better, he's better after the catch than Shep. I think Shep's probably got better hands, but either way, they're they're gonna really complement each other very well. Um, let's let's get into uh, what's that guy's name? That's my DJ. Our boy, our boy, Daniel Jones. I mean, what else are you gonna say about him? He's he's looking like he's the franchise guy. It's it's very early. He's come in. Uh, he's had two games under his belt. Uh, five touchdowns, two rushing, obviously, and uh, four turnovers, which he'll clean up as a rookie. But so far, Daniel Jones, the, the early returns look pretty damn good. Yep. I mean, today, uh, actually Sunday. Was the, I was closer to the field yeah. um, this week than Tampa, and you just see him. He's huge. He looks yeah. way bigger than almost every guy on the field. He's slippery. He's, he's avoiding tacklers like he's Camara. Yeah. The moment still doesn't seem too big for him. He threw two costly interceptions. Back-to-back, too. Back-to-back, but doesn't flinch. He doesn't flinch. He's not, he's not overwhelmed by the fact that he made a mistake. No. The sidelines, his coaches, he's obviously there to pick him up. And the team the team loves him, the man. The team loves him. And guys, don't remember that he's doing this without Saquon Barkley. And Golden Tate is two, maybe he, his two top playmakers. Right, but just be comparable here. If you take Saquon Barkley off the field and you put Eli Manning on the, as quarterback, we're, we're at stalemate. Yeah, I agree. Daniel Jones has uplifted this whole team to a point where we haven't been in years. Yeah, I mean, you could just feel the energy. You could see the energy on Twitter, on Instagram. You could see the energy on Sights and Sounds and the, and the, the game highlights. The, team, the team's hyped up right now, and the Giants haven't been this hyped up, and they haven't had momentum in a number of years. We've been, we've yeah. been bad since we made the playoffs, and we lost uh, in Green Bay there in 2016. But right now, Daniel Jones has provided a spark to the team, and it's... It's really fun to see. We didn't expect this was going to happen so early, and it has, and it's, it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, my favorite play of last week from Danny Dimes. Oh, two favorite plays. My favorite throw was underratedly the touchdown to Wayne Gallman that Carl Banks. Um, I, know, touched, I know why you're going to say touchdown that. Touchdown on Twitter. Uh, was able to just check down like five different receivers. All, he went through all of his progressions. Before he went to the other side of the field and found Wayne Gallman wide open. It was just a play that you... Don't really see from rookies. He was able pl- to get through all his progressions and then yeah. finally find the open receiver. A, a play that, that Eli two yards. It was a great play. Yeah, and it showed his maturity. A play that Eli probably wouldn't have made. Honestly, you know, Eli. I, I don't know. I think the, what we've seen from Eli the last few years is Eli would have went to his check down a lot quicker. Uh, exactly, and that might have not have worked. So I don't know. Daniel Jones, he went through all five of his progressions, found Galman for an easy score, and put the Giants on the board right away. My favorite play from that, actually, there was really two. The third and thirteen, where he scrambled for sixteen yards, where he looked like Warren Moon. It was yeah. it was unbelievable. That was sick. Um, the stadium almost collapsed, yeah. um, and the the, the same. Um, the, actually, before he threw the touchdown to Wayne Galman, there was a fourth and two where the Giants didn't even consider. They went right for it. He threw a beautiful out right to Shepard at the sideline. Yeah. I mean, listen, Jones is opening up the offense more, and his ability to run, his ability to make the easy throws, it's just it keeps moving the change, and that's why the Giants are scoring points. And another thing that I want to touch on, I want to give a huge credit to the coaching staff, Pat Shermer individually, for putting these game plans together that allowed Danny Dimes to have, like, this easy success. Yeah. The, the game plan that they're implementing, the plays that they're calling, receivers just seem open. Yeah, they are. They, they are open. They're making his job so much easier, and that's a promising sign for the future with our 
new head coach and our new QB. So if they can continue to work together, get game plans that work for the full team, and just continue to feed off each other, it's going to get exciting. Speaking of putting a game plan together that's easy, look at what the Redskins are doing to their quarterback. Like, Dwayne Haskins doesn't get any first-team reps, and they just toss him into the fire. Not, they, didn't, they didn't even wait till halftime. They threw him in before. Didn't they throw him in before halftime? Yeah, I, it, honestly, it's so crazy at the difference these organizations, like how different these organizations are, where a team sets up their guy for success, puts him in, in good positions to make plays and, and, and easy spots to make plays for his guys, and then they just throw in Dwayne Haskins with no running back, no receivers, no tight end, no defense. It's, it's, it's poor I mean, look, how are you going to ruin the kid's career? Well, maybe they shouldn't have paid their safety sixteen million bucks. Yeah, I agree. And should have invested it elsewhere. It just sh- it just shows you what w- the difference in organizations and the Giants right now are on the right track. It's very obvious. That's yeah. That's to go back to my original point. Probably talked about it on episode one. Talked about it in my fantasy group chat when people try to knock on the Giants. It's all about. Trusting the process, trusting the guys who are making the decisions, yeah. and that's when the good things happen. And that's what we're doing. Sim- look at the rest of the NFL. The Chiefs had a plan with Patrick Mahomes. They put him in when they thought he was ready. Took off. Lamar Jackson came in at a, at a great franchise in Baltimore. Took off. Yeah. Look at the opposite end of the spectrum. Sam Donald comes to an organization in the Jets that have consistently struggled to find a quarterback. Yeah. And Josh Allen and, the, and these teams that aren't well set up management wise and the Giants are on the side obviously of of excellent management the owners have done a great job getting us to where we need to be these last few years have been rough but this is where the teams go through rough patches now if the Giants would have thrown Daniel Jones into the fire Dallas week one they lose 35 to 7 who knows what the, what the Giants do week two? I mean, week th- they probably lose again to Buffalo. And who knows what they do week three when Daniel Jones has two starts under right. his belt. They get crushed in Dallas. There's no reason to throw Daniel Jones right into the fire. They knew exactly what they needed to do. Eli's the safety blanket. They wanted to see what he had. He took the loss. Right. Then he took the loss uh, in week two against Buffalo. And the Giants were like, you know what? We have a home game. I, well, we were away. But it was we, we thought it was essentially a home game. Pretty much was. But we thought that it was an easier matchup than just throwing him into the in the fire in Dallas. Then they come back against a really bad Washington team. Jones looks like he's been starting for 10 years, honestly. And, and that's why the Giants are in a really good position right now. Yeah, I mean, this, this, this was obviously calculated and yeah. calculated again. And good teams have a good plan A, and then they have a good plan B because most of the time things don't usually go as planned. Never, especially not in the NFL. Whether it's your game plan or whether your quarterback or it's injuries, you always have to account for the unexpected, and that's exactly what the Giants did. And they were they took advantage of the fact that Eli wasn't getting the job done. And they did it quickly. And they had a unbelievable backup plan in Daniel Jones that they had in his back pocket the whole time. Yep. They knew it. We knew it. It just was a matter of fact that – not everybody else knew it, and it doesn't. And it doesn't matter it doesn't if anybody. Matter, but no. the thing is, if the Giants were were stingy and and they were they 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 didn't want to and they were arrogant, they wouldn't have went to Daniel Jones. And then the Giants would be zero three right now. Make no mistake about it. Yeah. The Giants are not winning that game with Eli Manning. There is no chance. I think I, they'll beat Washington. Was, I, me and you, your pops, anybody. We could all beat Washington together. Yeah. But make no mistake, the Giants were not beating Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay with Eli Manning at the quarterback. No, no chance. chance. And if you don't understand that by now, there's nothing to tell you. But the Giants understood, like, you know what? 
let's try to you know let's try to win some games this season. We're not just going to throw the season away and just stick with what's not working. And I said on the podcast numerous times, if if the Giants are smart, they'll go with Eli Manning for the first week, for the first couple weeks. I even thought it'd be a little longer. And they were like, you know what? I don't like what we're seeing. We're going to change it up, and it's been working so far. Do you think that Shermer knew that Jones was going to ball out this much? I think Pat Shermer has been in love with Daniel Jones, in my opinion. Yeah. And it seems like what Pat Shermer is able to do, because you know Pat Shermer in Minnesota is a creative guy. Yeah. He likes to move guys around. That's what's happening. You see Sterling Shepard on these jet sweeps. You see Evan Ingram on these on these slants the and these crosses. They can't beautiful. even stay with him. So pa- Pat Shermer is a really good coach. And I, I've been saying forever, I know you like him too, I really like Pat Shermer. And just give him a chance with his guy. Remember, Pat Shermer, Eli's not Pat Shermer's guy. Exactly. I, so give him a chance. Right now, what's going on, the Giants are in a good spot. And they have a they have a huge game this week. Maybe we'll jump into that right now. The- I just want to mention one other thing that I don't think many organizations would do. Um, when Shermer said, when Shermer made the decision that he was going to bench Eli, he reached out to Tom Coughlin. Yeah, that was cool. And basically said, listen, like, this is the direction we're going to go with the franchise. Not Obviously not asking him for permission because it's Shermer's call, not Tom right. Coughlin. But just the respect factor that they had and to reach out to Tom Coughlin, who has been so successful and growing Eli and winning all those Super Bowls. Yeah, that was cool. It was just really nice to see. And I don't know too many organizations that have that sort of class and respect for somebody. So. Yeah, I agree. Um Let's hop into it, man. Listen, the Giants have a huge. I mean, we. Had, I would consider this game huge. I don't know about huge. you. The game is. The, it's only week five. The first quarter of the season's finished, like we said, with two and two. But I'll tell you now, the Giants get on a three-game win streak. They beat Minnesota. We're not, they're not going to beat New England. Like, let's try. You know, let, let's be real. Like, we're not going to go into New England and win for the most. Like, Belichick's never lost to a rookie quarterback. It's listen. That's not going to happen. But I mean, let me tell you something. If the Giants can get to three and three uh, with a home game against Arizona. I mean, you, you got to be happy. The Giants could be four and three by week eight, and like people were writing this team off two, three, four well, wins. I, I don't want to jump too far into the four and three, but I do believe that the way this team is trending right now, and the way the Vikings are trending, it, this is a winnable game at home. The, all the momentum's there. This is our second game at home in a row. Yeah. This is the Vikings' second game in a row on the road, yep. coming off a tough loss against the Bears, who are a very good team. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a really good team. But Jeez. let's face it, Kirk Cousins isn't a good quarterback, and we've bashed him his whole career. You Okay, so Eric has always been a big Kirk Cousins hater. I was on the opposite side. I'll tell you, he is a is a grade A finesse though in terms of money. My man has been paid like out of the ass. So, but. In terms of production, I've always been a Kirk Cousins guy. He was, I thought he was pretty good in Washington. I even thought Washington probably should have paid him um, and kept him long-term, but I guess I'm wrong. Um, what's going on in, in Minnesota right now, there's probably not a better time to play them Yeah. because a lot of t- a lot of people had Minnesota as a Super Bowl contender. And listen, they're only 2-2, two and two and their yeah. divisions are going to be very competitive this year, and they could definitely turn it around, but it just seems like you saw Thielen, he's frustrated. You see Stephon Diggs wants to get out. He wants a trade. The only guy that's balling on that team is Dalvin Cook, who's a beast. Yeah, so just to dive into a little bit of the game plan of what we got to do to beat Minnesota, I mean, he's obviously going to be the vocal point. He's their best player. Yeah. Um, and as far as stopping the run goes, we haven't been too great on stopping the run, but that's going to be the focus. Listen, if, if he's if we're going to lose. I think they're going to try to establish the pass game, though, because the, the receivers are both they're pissed, man. They really are. Yeah, but the way Kirk Cousins is playing right now, you, you, you're you not scared to play the Minnesota Vikings. This These past two games, Daniel Jones has been outplaying Kirk Cousins by a wide margin. And, and a bunch of the quarterbacks. Yeah, you, you can't debate that. I, I agree with that. But 
Kirk Cousins, he has the potential to blow up. Like, that's the type of guy he is. He's normally a boomer bust guy. Yeah. Um, kind of like a Matt Stafford type of guy, maybe. Maybe st- very, he's been good though. He's very underrated. His stats. Yeah, he's good. Uh, Maybe he's probably better than Cousins. Plays away from the you see that throw that he thread the needle? I don't know if you saw that. He's either way. Stafford's been Stafford's been really good, but Kirk Cousins has the potential to blow up against the Giants. I wouldn't be shocked. But yeah. just the way he's playing right now, in in a game on the road where everyone's going to be screaming. That I listen. The Giant Stadium energy has been great. It yeah, really I'd has. Like to, I like to see it a little bit louder. I think it's been really good, but honestly. That's going to come later on in the season. Uh, definitely. They'll be loud on, this week. Row on Sports calling on all fans to uh, get on their feet. Yep, this seriously. This week will be there. Yep. And this is a big, big, big home game. And as we learned in the NFL, man, anything can happen at any given week. Whether you want to say the Vikings are better than us. They, are, they, they are better than us. Listen, the way that the Giants are rallying around our new quarterback and, and the fans and the way the defense is playing – and we're very opportunistic right now. We're capitalizing on mistakes. I want to say that the Giants beat the, the Vikings and go to 3-2. and two. Looking at the rest of the division, the Cowboys are going to play home against the Packers. Still a tough game. Packers tough are a good team. Um, the Eagles are going to play home the, against the Jets. They're obviously going to beat them. Oh, they are going to play that game. They're not just going to give the Eagles the win? I mean, the Jets are just embarrassing. No, it's worse than that. It's, it's worse. I mean, they're, they, I heard I, there were people talking 10 wins. I think I'm going to be funny. shocked. They have four or five wins. They won't. They might get two. They won't get to four wins. You don't think so? I don't think no, so. I think they would because their, their schedule is brutal. But, I mean, let me tell you, that team is just, they're in shambles. Yeah, I mean, looking around the rest of the league, a lot of these quarterbacks are just not playing good anymore. I mean, Look at Matt Andrew, Ryan. Matt Ryan's not playing well. Cam Newton's hurt. Ben Roethlisberger's hurt. Drew Brees is hurt. It's pretty crazy. I mean, these quarterbacks are just going down. Kyler Murray, everyone said. Oh, Somebody trade for Eli. Census number one pick. I mean, Daniel Jones is blowing him out of the water. Yeah, and they're also, are they, what are they, 0-3? It's just like Gettleman, his moves are just working. Yeah, they're working. <laughs> right? I mean. Listen, we got to see. We got to see what goes down next week. Um I don't know. I'm skeptical. I think the I think what the else? I think the Vikings are a pretty good team. Um, they haven't been they haven't been playing well, but um, I think the Giants have a chance to win. Listen, if the if the Vikings were playing well right now and they're three and one, you don't feel so good about this game. But they're two and two. They've been playing really bad football. They put up six points against the Bears. Listen, yeah. the Bears defense it's it's unbelievable. I mean, all world seen. defense. Best I've ever seen. I don't know. Maybe Khalil Mack. I've never watched Lawrence Taylor play, but. I mean, every how could sing, he be back? Every single game, it's a it's a forced fumble. Yeah. By the way, I just the, I don't know. I guess it's the way the Giants' schedule's been working out and the way we've been traveling. I haven't watched around the NFL too much. Yeah. I'm just locked in on the Giants and what the Giants are doing, and I know that it's a pretty 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 pleasant sight. So whatever's going on around around the league. Yeah. The Giants got to be playing comparable to that. Yeah. That, listen, they're and we're two and two. They're competitive. We're let's be honest. A tough game against the Vikings, and you know, if we drop a game to the Vikings and we look good, are you upset? No. No, but I, I'm I'm a little discouraged because we're going into New England after this. Right, I two listen, and four hurts. Listen, two and four hurts. Two and four hurts. But if we're going to come out and play a good competitive game, you can't be upset. A, a playoff. Because we're not supposed to win this game. Right. But this is the first time in in as far as I can remember. That it's not like, oh, if we lose, the season's over. It's true. The or, season is definitely not or over. Or the season's already over, so it doesn't really matter. The with, with Eli Manning, maybe a different story. No, I mean, listen, I've been at the stadium when I was about 10 years old. We played the Vikings. Eli threw six interceptions yeah. in one game against that team. Yep. And he played the full game, and he came back the next week like nothing happened. And, you know, not too far after that, we, we did win a Super Bowl. Right. So... 
Danny Dimes going to continue to play as, as good as you really can. Hopefully, yeah. The, you know, they got a good defense, though. They do. Great, the great yeah. all-around team. Absolutely. But Row One Sports is confident going into Week Five. Excited to get Tate back. We're hoping that Saquon could we could outlast maybe another maybe another three games. Yeah, I mean, listen, it'd be nice to. I mean, if the Giants could get it, get themselves a win here, they drop one to New England, maybe get Saquon back for Week Seven. Week eight, you know. I mean, my goal for him is that Monday night game against the Cowboys. Was that week nine? I believe that's November fourth. Week nine, which yeah. Is week nine, yeah. Monday night football. He's gonna have the extra day of rest going into that week. Yeah. And then the only thing that scares me about that is after that we play the Jets, and then the week after that is our bye. Yeah. So if he's not fully ready to go, they're gonna keep him out until the bye week. But when the train. Despite the fumbling issues, showed some flashes. Obviously, isn't going to fill in for Saquon. As we said, Saquon's the 100% least replaceable player yeah. in the league. No yeah. one's replacing Saquon Barkley, especially on the Giants. Um, but Wayne's going to continue to ball. Hillman's going to have to be the next guy up. Yeah, he He's going to continue to be the second uh, running back rotationally. And the offensive line needs to step up a little bit yep. and that's it everything else needs to really just stay the same and just continue to feed off this energy seems like that's a wrap for episode 8 row one sports uh just make sure you guys follow us on twitter at row one sports one follow us on instagram at row one sports uh let's follow see if the drip kit. follow the drip kit buy some merch if you guys uh maybe we'll get a big win this week we'll be back next week we'll be hyped up bounce saturday yes bounce, bounce saturday. saturday for college uh college football come out Maybe I'll do some hats. Maybe a few, couple few drinks for the fans. Yeah, if you guys shout out Row One Sports at the bar. <laughs> we got you mean. guys. All right, boys. We'll go we'll Giants. Uh, go, go Giants. Giants. Go Giants.